0: You're listening to have kids they said
1: it will be fun they said
0: <laughs> or so we thought <laughs> i'm Daniel rivenbark and with me is my co-host and wonderful husband jerry i'm
1: jerry rivenbark and i have so much fun alongside my amazing wife being parents to garner who is three kitty jane who is two and still who is five months old
0: all right so this episode is not as timely as we would have hoped
1: Yes, um, sorry for the, the delay. Um,
0: the hiatus.
1: Yes, the sickness was rampant, and I didn't think anyone wanted to hear us uh, basically just hack and <laughs> And blow our and,
0: nose into the microphone. Yes. <laughs>
1: so I say we're selfless.
0: We're Yeah, we're here.
1: We're here for you. We're here
0: for you. Yeah.
1: So this is the Father's Day edition. Yeah, that <laughs> happened
0: this past weekend.
1: But it's appropriate for me when people that know me, how much of a procrastinator that I would do. A A Father's Day Day episode episode
0: after Father's Day? It's perfect. It represents everything you are.
1: It's my defining (laughs) moment. I will literally be late to my funeral.
0: So in honor of Father's Day, which happened this past weekend, we are doing a little Father's Day Q&A with Jerry about being a dad so are you ready
1: and I have not seen these questions um even
0: though I sent them to you in advance yes.
1: and I was going to but then I thought it was more organic if I just answered off the cuff
0: <laughs> okay so tell us what is the best thing about being a dad that you've experienced so far
1: okay um I want to say that it's being able to get out of uh commitments with other people <laughs> 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 that is um uh, my friends have been using that for years on me oh my and to return the favor has wow. been exceptional um no uh the best part about being a dad so far i would have to say is them just looking at you and just saying i love you just that is, I, so that is the i mean i don't care how bad they smile and laugh at me and just say i love you daddy and it just that that's it
0: warms your heart
1: it can't give you can't have a bad day when you have that
0: that's true what has surprised you the most about being a dad?
1: Uh, had definitely how soft it has made me. I'm Ooh, not saying I, I was never tough. I've never been the rah, rah, let's go fight and drink beer. Like that's never been me anyway. I've always had a sensitive side to me. I know that might be as a shock to some people who had, didn't know me when I was younger, um, but definitely has made me softer uh, in the best of ways. I cry at the weirdest things and, I have so much more empathy for parents than I did in the past, but that's the best surprise. No
0: more side eyes for the parents that are having a tough day with their kids.
1: No, no, actually I want to like help them.
0: Yeah, for yeah. sure. I would agree. What has been the most challenging thing?
1: Hmm. Having all three of them at one time by myself.
0: Oh yes. Let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that weekend.
1: But in fairness to me, <laughs> Katie Jane was sick and she was You mean, you saw it when you got home.
0: No, let me tell you, she is the X factor, okay? I had Steele and Gardner home on Monday by myself. And even though I take all three by myself pretty consistently, the two of them, just the boys, Gardner, just sat next to me, listened to some music. I just typed away. I was working. And Steele just played on the floor. Yeah, she is the X factor. It's just like, you don't know what you're going to get. I don't know if it's the age or just her.
1: Well, no, she Maybe was both. I mean, you saw how she was though. I mean, for like literally a week after that weekend when trying to put her down, it was just a brutal, there was no sweetness about it. She was fussy and just kicking the door. Yeah. I mean, she was in rare form. She wasn't in normal Katie Jane form. Fair. Um, But yeah, I mean, what broke me was that afternoon when I finally got her down And I was moving for a nap and I was moving the laundry over. And all of a sudden I hear little feet come running out and Gardner had let her out of her room. And to this day, people, if you came up to Gardner and asked him what would happen if he wakes Katie Jane up for her her nap, he will tell you (laughs) no painting, no George and um, no cars. Mm. He loves the little cars. And I said, if he, if you wake her up, you will get, and I said, it just as calm. You will get no more cars no more painting and no more George. And he will repeat that back to you. Cause that's stuck in his head. He felt he, <laughs> he the he fear. He I had, coming. I had used the daddy fear of God because <laughs> I was so, she had burnt me out. So that was definitely the most challenging by far. Yeah. And I applaud my wife and she did it to me on purpose to make me understand how it is to be her. <laughs> so, you know, kudos, you're better at some, it than I am. Some
0: experience. Oh. It's good. It's good to have some perspective sometimes. Oh,
1: perspective gained.
0: <laughs> what do you hope to instill in your kids?
1: Um, that it's okay to have fun. Um, but remember that you basically, you, let's see, I want them to understand that they can have fun, but you pay before you play. Um, you set the temperature if we go on vacations, especially when they get older and you can talk to them and explain, I will have as much fun as they can possibly imagine, but it's up to them and just allow themselves to have fun and not take everything so seriously.
0: That's my job to take it all so seriously. Yes.
1: My, my job is instilling, <laughs> instilling them the fun aspect of life and uh, and pay before they play. But, you know, do enjoy it.
0: What do you want to do better as a dad?
1: Oh, I mean, uh, be, be with them more, I guess.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what? We haven't had a whole lot of time. I mean, the oldest is, you know, three and a half.
1: Yeah, I can't think of what, like, you know. Uh, it's just so hard because he doesn't like his hobbies are like inside stuff and mm-hmm. you know kind of thing i don't know exposing to more um but i'd like to be with all of them at you know but it's just Hmm. this is a tough one if i had just one child it'd be easier to answer this
0: mm-hmm.
1: what i want to do better as a dad start carving out more time for each individual one because that day at church when I took just Garner to Harris Teeter, that was a lot of fun. Just mm-hmm. me and him. Sure. So, yeah. Stuff like that. Just learning how to get one at a time rather than feel like I had to, you know, we got to haul them all together. But they, but the thing is when I take, sometimes when you take one of them, you know, we were at Elizabeth city and we had one, where's daddy, where's mommy, where's mommy, where's mommy, where's Katie
0: Jane? Yeah. I'm they like, they are so attached to one another. Yeah, those two.
1: So it's hard to, even steel when you went down with steel, where's steel? Yeah, I'm like, where's mommy? Where's steel? So it's just it's hard to separate them when they don't want to be separated. True. So yeah.
0: What uh, or how do you think your dad influenced how you are as a parent?
1: Mm. How deep are we getting here?
0: This is a loaded question. You can answer mm. however you like.
1: Mm. Well, my dad loves me. He always has. Um... And unfortunately for me, my dad really didn't explain to me what kind of father. I never knew his dad. He passed away a year before I was born or June before I was born. Um, He was not a great example at all. And I didn't find out what kind of dad he was to my dad until I was about 24. And if my dad had explained that to me as a young child, I think I'd have been a little more forgiving um, because my dad was leaps and bounds better than his father was to him. Um he instilled I would say he influenced me is I can remember we lived in a big old house, so I shared a bed with him because they were afraid of me falling down the stairs because I was a wanderer. And my dad would get up every morning like at five o'clock to go to work in Snow Hill. and he did it every morning like a mailman rain sleet, snow or hell. And he instilled that when I have to get up early and stuff like I remember him doing it every morning and never complaining. And I think that, that sense of providing for your family, I think that is the best thing because we didn't have that closeness, I guess, that some boys have with their dad. Like I said, he loved me and we did little things here and there, but um, just that work ethic, I would say that, you know, that getting up as an adult, I appreciated it so much more those early mornings because he did it every morning and he would work 10 hour days, 12 hour days, and we never went without.
0: That's nice. So what's the best advice your dad ever gave you?
1: Mm. My dad's not really a good advice giver. Well, not for what I... (laughs) uh, He'll give you his opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Like That is one thing we have in common. Um,
0: Any dad nuggets?
1: Oh, man.
0: No, I wouldn't say... I'm asking good questions.
1: Yeah, (laughs) because my dad, you know, he's such a great writer. Which is uh, is kind of funny when you if you know him, but he can write things and he has like brought me straight bawling.
0: That's good. That's advice. It doesn't have to be well, just, I mean. Well, yeah. I
1: mean, just like telling me how proud of me he was and all this stuff. And this is before I had kids, so, um, uh, just you know, it's not really what he said as much as what I've observed. That I took what I learned from him maybe through observation. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, do that. Don't do that. Do this. Don't do this. Like that kind of thing. So it's not like we had this, like, he was never really good one-on-one talking. He was definitely could give you a a card or something. And it meant so much more because he could say how he really felt. He's never been great with feelings, Mm -hmm. but he always did tell me he loved me and gave me kisses when I was a little kid. And he still this day hugs me. And, you know, he's not like that. He's just not good with intimate conversation.
0: Sure. So you talked about how your dad was a great provider and that's really instilled that in you. On the other side, what do you think you will do differently?
1: Um, be present mm-hmm. more. Um, I mean, if we want to get deep into it, my, I, I was a, um, a mistake. Uh, um, <laughs> just real quick. Just
0: unplanned. No,
1: the, that's the understatement <laughs> of the year. Um, This was 1980 people, so just hold on to your wigs a bunch of pearls. My mom was 34 at the time and she was a smoker and she was on birth control. And my dad didn't think he could have children because the woman he was with before my mom was on birth control. I never told him. So he, she didn't, you, the older you get on birth control and smoking, the higher chance you have a stroke. And she was like, well, I can't get pregnant. So I just keep smoking. And so she did. And about a month later, here I am. And my dad was unemployed at the time. And my mom came in and kicked his feet off the coffee table and said, get ready to go to work for at least the next 18 years. And he did to his credit. He did. I was, uh, you know, um, unplanned to say the least. So he wasn't expecting to be a dad. He was a stepdad. He would he was going to be a stepdad to my brothers, um, my two older brothers, but he himself was not a dad per se. So he was 28 doing his thing. You know, I mean, it was, he was, Turned 18 in 1970. He enjoyed his 70s. You know, played the guitar with his buddies and hung out and drank and did his thing. And here all of a sudden he's got a little boy and a baby. And he doesn't know what to do with me. He was still a kid in his own way. He was the baby in his family. So he was spoiled. And uh,
0: so you think you'll be different than than him just just for the sheer fact that it was on purpose. I knew
1: Gardner was coming.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I was still shocked. I, I don't know. I've never really told many people this. You know this. Um, I was married before and uh, she, my ex-wife had a miscarriage early, very early on in our marriage. And we were married for almost eight years and she never got pregnant again, period. And so when we talked about having children, I was like, sure, we could try. Cause I mean, that's fun. You know, the trying trying aspect, I was all for it. Let's go for it. And then like literally two months later, like I'm pregnant. I'm like, really? So it was still a shock, even though it was planned. I didn't think, I always thought I was something wrong with me. Obviously not, three kids later. but <laughs> And not anything wrong, there's anything wrong with my ex-wife. It's just, there was something there. And I think God had a plan for that. And, um, but yeah, just, you know, I was still shocked a little bit sure. with Garner. And I didn't, I was nervous up to the point when he came out. Like, I was like, I'm not ready to be a dad.
0: I know. You told me that, like, on Saturday that you were not ready. And I was like, well, this baby's coming. And he came 48 hours later. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just being present and like the understanding that I'll do it. I've told you this, I'll do a thousand things wrong before I do one thing right. But hopefully they'll never question if I love them or they can come to me and talk to me about anything. And I'll do it as judgmental less as possible. There will be some judgment. I will not lie. But that <laughs> okay. they can talk to me and I'll try to give them that advice that I might not have given so one day if they're doing a podcast with their significant other and they say, what kind of advice did you give? They'll have a quick answer
0: because mm-hmm.
1: I will be full of dad nuggets.
0: Love dad nuggets. Yeah.
1: My dad was never corny.
0: My dad was super corny. No,
1: my dad was not corny. My dad was a scary dad to everybody else.
0: He was a scary dad to everybody else, but he had real, really awesome, ridiculously good dad jokes.
1: No, no. My dad was, my dad is German to the hilt with schadenfreude. <laughs> It's basically taking pleasure in other people's misery. And like that is one. Okay. That's my best memory real quick. That's not one of your questions, is it?
0: No. Okay.
1: My best, my favorite memory of my dad that I will remember for the rest of my life, no matter what happens is watching Saturday, Saturday night live in the late eighties. And he was, he remarked mid to late eighties. And he said, he couldn't believe a young kid was getting the jokes. I wasn't laughing when he was laughing. I actually understood the jokes and he loved like naked gun, Ernest, movies and just people getting hurt airplane all that stuff and Mm -hmm. we would just crack up blazing saddles young frankenstein all those and that my mom didn't get those as much she likes them but daddy would just laugh and laugh and that is the best memories because that's the only time that i can think of that we could just sit there and he would just crack up you know he loves people tripping and falling that's a good memory. peter sellers pink panther and stuff like that yeah yeah my dad is very intelligent comedy so that is my best memory like that kind of stuff that will stick i got actually you know what i got my sense of humor from my dad yeah that is that's I, there's no doubt about it mom i'm i laugh at stuff but i really do laugh when people trip and fall <laughs> and hurt themselves and it is and good it, one yeah quick sarcastic comedy
0: all <laughs> okay what do you wish i would asked you that i haven't asked you so far
1: mm. which kid do i love the most <laughs> no i just Katie Are Jane. you gonna That was Katie That's <laughs> Katie Jane. No. Oh, I love her because she hates me so much. No. no. no, no she's, she's a
0: sweet,
1: sweet. Yeah. No, I I you've done a really good job so far. I yeah. All
0: right. Anything else about being a dad that you want to tell us?
1: Um it's hard. It it you know, thing is, it's like I just saw that video and I, I shared it. This is June twenty first. Um I shared it yesterday on June twentieth. Uh of this dad is a, you know, a, a black man and you know i put him there and i it, and i did not mean to be taken racist and i want to apologize for that but it is there's such a complaint that dads don't step up and like i said especially in the black community that dads don't step up and we are just kind of dismissed we're marginalized by tv shows we're always the dumb dumb guy like it's always mom to the rescue mom save everything mom to everything it's so different from the 50s and you know leave it to beaver and my three sons and all this different stuff and Andy griffin that we're just kind of marginalized to an extent and we don't have those great examples like our, maybe our dads did as far as TV and media. And you see that dad getting that little boy sitting there crying and getting taken away. And I think it's hard because everything feels like sometimes everything is stacked against you. And now we don't deal with this because as of right now, June 21st, we're happily married,
0: (laughs) (laughs) but I have, I have friends
1: that have gone through separations and everything. It breaks. And I don't think it, it, I had a good friend of mine, Sid uh, Sid and I, I mean he knows that he went through a very messy he was never married, but he went through a messy like kind of like custody thing in a sense, like trying to get you know they didn't go to court and he was trying to get his son and it was tough and i don't I didn't have the empathy for him that I should have maybe, but I couldn't because I wasn't a parent at the time, but now that I'm a parent, seeing some of my friends what they've gone through and and Sid's good now, like they've had a they have a really great relationship as far as, you know, in some, gosh, this is 13, but, um, some of my friends, what they go through, it just breaks my heart because they're such good dads. Like they're amazing fathers and they love their children so much. They would stay in the worst of situations. Um, and this is my soapbox. They will stay on these worst of situations just to be around their kids a little bit longer. And it breaks my heart because they're not happy. And at the end of the day, it's going to affect that kid. You think you're doing the right thing, but you're really hurting that child. But it's just, you feel so trapped because the system is so set up against you as a dad. And it's just, but then at the same time, you hear people constantly saying, we want dads involved. We want dads involved. But do you? And I think that's just so tough. And I'm so thankful that we do have this relationship. And I know for a fact, God forbid, but I know for a fact, there's no doubt in my mind, if anything ever happened to us, we would co-parent the mess of our children. Because, That's the priority is children's well-being, not palms. And my heart, and I know the hot button topic right now is immigration and the kids being, but my heart truly breaks for like the American citizens that are dealing with this from our own courts. And it just breaks my heart um, when you have dads willing to step up. So that's that's one of the things. When you
0: have dads willing to step up and not able to legally do so. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yes. And then you've got moms out there that want dads to step up. Mm -hmm. and are begging them to step up and they won't do it. And that just, it's like, oh God, it just, it kills me. It kills me.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, it does. And I just have so much respect for all my friends that are dads. Mm -hmm. And and I will say this last thing is like, yes, my dad might not have been present as much as I would have liked him to be, but he was the best dad for me. And my mom filled a lot of those gaps, you know, and also at the same time, um, Joey Willoughby, uh you know um linwood sproul uh rick vick um gosh uh gary eggleston mm-hmm. um you know steve and his dad have like one of the that's the kind of relationship i want with my child mm-hmm. and i saw i did have really and if i left anybody i really do apologize but i saw some great dads that really showed me even though they might have not known it at the time. And I'll, I've never really told them that. Um, they showed me how it was to be a, a, like all oh, the gamut, the run the gamut of being a father. And I'm thankful. And I got to see some of my friends have children before me, but I got to see them be amazing. Marcus, Josh, you know, Sid is a fantastic dad. Chris, uh, you know, Taylor Moose, all these guys are such great dads and they make me try to strive to be And Brandon Collier and those guys strive to be a better dad. So, yeah.
0: That's nice.
1: Yeah. I have a good moments.
0: <laughs> all right. So at this point, we're gonna move over. Do you have a parenting pick?
1: Oh, uh, um, well, you know, it's here comes it's, it's summertime, and um, a lot of people going to the beach. Yeah. I am a huge proponent, and I hate the beach. We all know this. This is not used to anyone that knows me because I burn in a full moon, and yeah. my wife loves the beach. I do, but. I am coming around to the idea. Um, the mats that are will not let sand through.
0: Oh. Those
1: things are flipping amazing. Those are
0: great. Because
1: there is nothing worse than going to the beach and sitting on some sand and just getting it everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But these mats are perfect. They do not let sand through. And I apologize. I don't have the name of right off the tip of my tongue. So
0: we're going to the beach with our sand mat this weekend?
1: Oh, no. um, That's not what I said.
0: Oh. I just,
1: but it's, it, but they, they're amazing. Um, I mean, you can get them anywhere. I'm sure. Amazon, Groupon, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, like, yeah, like that right there. Amazon. Sandproof
0: blanket. And off of
1: 168. 168. Wow. Sandproof blanket. And I mean, you, they look like they come in all different sizes, but they literally don't let sand through. And, I mean, that is one of the worst parts of going to the beach is when you put it back in your vehicle, you get sand all back in your vehicle,
0: yeah,
1: you know, so with the time of the year it is, I would say this that is it's simple, but it makes so much difference.: I like it. Do you have anything?
0: Um, I do. I do. So, um, this is a plug for a really great company, uh, that makes all kinds of bags. Speaking of travel and the beach, uh, it's called stitch and it is in Raleigh. It's a Holly Aiken, uh, Holly Aiken stitch bags. They are fantastic. They make, she makes more than just, um, these bags, but they're super, super durable they're a little on the pricier side. It's probably like almost $175, $200 for one of these big bags. We have one. It's a diaper bag. We do? Yeah, we have a couple of stitch bags.
1: Wow. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh. We have a diaper bag and we have like um, a wine holder. Oh. Yeah.
1: All those bags? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're fantastic and they have really fun designs and uh, super durable and I would highly recommend them. Also, if you need to lug a lot of things, uh, beach stuff and or diaper bags. So that's my parenting pick.
1: And um, as an addendum on everything, I just want to say also to all the people out there that have lost their dads, um, you know, my heart goes out to you because, uh, you know, I almost lost daddy three years ago, three and a half years ago. And even though we weren't the closest in the world at the time, um, we've gotten way closer and I couldn't imagine you know, losing him right now. And I just want to, you know, say anybody that's going through that, hear my prayers. And also last thing um, with it in the heels of Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade and everything, you know, um, this can be a tough time of year. Like, you know, even though it's crazy, you think of summertime, you don't think about like father's day and mother's day people lost. And you know that if you are going through something, please seek help. Um, There's no shame in it being a parent. It's very, it, it definitely applies to what we're talking about too as far as being a parent, because it can be really tough. Sure. I mean, you know, so don't be afraid to seek help. Um, there's no shame in it. Um, if there is, please direct them my way. I'll be more than happy to take out whoever you're trying to give you shame. And I do not mean like take them out, like physically, just take them to the woodshed verbally. <laughs> but uh, but please, you know, I, I think I can speak for Danielle on that. Like, There's no shame in that. So please, uh, if you're going through that stuff, you never, I mean, you never know what somebody else is going through. So, you know, that snarky comment you might want to make to somebody or something, you know, maybe try to flip it into a positive comment and send some positive vibes their way and some love. It goes a long way.
0: Well said. All right, that's it for this episode of Have Kids, They Said.
1: Well, if you had, I think for Liz, I'm sorry, dang, I blew that one. <laughs>
0: You can say whatever you and, uh, want.
1: You know, thanks for listening everybody. I really appreciate it. And uh if you have any questions that you can think of, just let us know.
0: You can email us at have kids they said at gmail.com.
1: Or better yet, send us a voice memo because they will come through much bigger.
0: Definitely. If you like what you hear, tell us. We're in Apple Podcast and Stitcher. Be sure to rate and review us and don't forget to tell your friends and family.
1: Yes, please uh, rate it and review it because we want to get this out to as many people as possible and we would love to interview uh, more parents.
0: And we'll start to be a little more consistent with our episodes.
1: Yes, the sickness hopefully has moved away. It's moved away. Yeah, and I mean, this is something we really enjoy doing. Uh, I really have missed it. And um, yeah, we'll try to get a more consistent product. But please do rate
0: Every other week, we promise. Yes. All right, until next time.
1: I'm Jay Rivenmark.
0: And I'm Danielle. We hope your parenting life continues to be fun, rewarding, and not too painful.
1: That's an understatement. (laughs) Happy late father's day, everyone.